When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Neil Brown previews Saturday's NC State game. That's coming up right after this. The 14th winningest program of all time. Let's bring on the Mountaineers. 15 conference championships. That kick is good! West Virginia wins it! 105 All-Americans. He makes the catch! Touchdown, West Virginia! This is West Virginia football. Be part of the new era under Coach Neil Brown. Tickets are on sale now at WVUGame.com. Secure your seats today. All right, good afternoon. Um, quick recap on Saturday. I think most of y'all saw it. Some of you were there, unfortunately, probably. But uh, we were soundly beaten by, by a good Missouri team. Um, I think they were clearly better than us on Saturday. And um, I can handle losing. I don't like it, but I can handle it. What I'm disappointed, and this is what I kind of hit on after the game, what I'm disappointed about that in that game was a couple things. Our inability to do what we were coached to do and our lack of physicality. Those were the two biggest disappointments for me. A uh, quick recap, I'll hit all three phases. Um, special teams, negatives first. Um, we, I, th- I felt like on the opening kickoff, we had an opportunity to take advantage of the way they lined up, and we hit a poor kick. We, had, we were trying to steal possession there. We didn't execute that. It was there. Um, and then we continue to be inconsistent punting the ball. Uh, it's not bad. It's just it's just inconsistent. We got to get a little bit more distance and be able to flip some field positions. Um, the positives are they had zero return yards for the day. 
the punt returner, Missouri has is talented. Um, I think we had four fair catches. And we had an explosive kickoff return. And, and that's a unit that's that's really um, – We've blocked well in that unit. we got to continue to do that, but we had an explosive return set up. What could have been an opportunity for points, but we didn't protect very well in the play after it. Um, defensively, the negatives, 232 yards rushing. We're going to struggle to win any game where we give up that kind of yardage in the rushing. We had zero takeaways, um, and then we had five missed sacks. We had five times where we had Kelly Bryant behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think three of them may have been on third downs. Uh, and then we had 22 missed tackles for the game. Um, and most of those happened on those five consecutive scoring drives there in the first and second quarter. Um, the pauses defensively, we limited their big plays. They had very few of those. I um, thought our pass coverage was better, you know, maybe as good as it's been uh, over fall camp in the first two games. And then I thought our, our defensive kids really competed hard in the second half, um, gave up no points, um, and they played their first unit for a while. And I thought our defensive guys hung in there and played with a much better competitive spirit. Offensively, uh, negatives, three interceptions, led directly to 21 points. Um, we had some, I guess, our second, third, and fourth drives there uh, offensively were productive drives. All of them were six-plus plays, I think. Um, and two, two of those three ended up, ended up in a uh, – one of them was a missed field goal, two of them was an interception, and then Jack's uh, pick six there in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, run game's non-existence, I'm sure – I haven't been reading much, but I'm sure y'all have talked about that. Um, and then too many negative yardage plays. Our quarterback got hit way too much in the game on Saturday. Uh, positives, we didn't turn. We had zero fumbles. In our third downs, we actually were good on third downs. We had a couple um, – we had several third down conversions there when uh, we were playing decent offense there in the first and second quarter. Um, so, wrap up, just finishing this one up. Again, disappointed in our performance. Uh, by no means discouraged in the direction we're going. Um, I think that this is our first real test. This is the first real adversity that this football team's had. Um, and how do we handle it? I think that's the question. How do we handle it? How do, you, how do we respond? Um, I think this week will be a, a good indication of where we're at as far as being able to respond to things that don't necessarily go our way. Um, growth, uh, growth occurs in failure, and uh, we failed on Saturday. And so it's, uh, it's time to get better. Quick injury update, kind of wrapping up the game on Saturday. Taj Austin had surgery this morning. Uh, he had a torn patella tendon. He, he will be out for the year. Okay, so unfortunate for him. Thought he was playing well. Uh, the block on him was, was, was fine. It wasn't uh, uh, what I would deem a, 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 a dirty play by any means. Uh, just one of those things that happened. So unfortunate for him. He'll be out for the year. Uh, we do get Letty Brown back today. Um, he will practice full speed today, and he will be available to go on Saturday. So that's that's a positive. Uh, turning the page to NC State, um, big game for us. They're two and zero. Dave Dorn, I think, has done a great job with that program. He's in, entering year seven, and you can tell that if you as you look at their roster, um, they've got. If you watch them play and you look at their roster, two things that stick out to me is they've done a great job recruiting and evaluating. They have, they have quality depth across the board, and they've done a really good job developing guys. So you, they're, they're a program that I look at as far as how they've recruited and really built that up. They're coming off two nine-win seasons in a row. Uh, they've got the second most wins in the ACC outside of Clemson. That's, that's not talked about much, but the last two years, second most wins in the, in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're well-coached. They're disciplined. Um, Kind of touch base on them in the three phases. Special teams, uh, solid across the board. Uh, the special teams coordinator was at Marshall. Uh, so some of you all may uh, may know about the schemes that, that he ran there. Um, a year ago, we got a freshman long snapper that's really impressive. Uh, 
is is probably as good as anybody will face all year from a long snap and he's a true freshman really gets the ball back there and he's accurate the kicker's done a nice job he's been really consistent uh, they've got a new punter that punted for the first two games and he's done he's done a really good job uh, offensively they're balanced if you look at them i think 545 passing 500 rushing uh, they're physical up front uh, they've got they've had multiple years in a row with thousand plus uh, yard rushers. They want to establish the run. They're running back by committee. They've got a freshman that rushed for 100 yards last week. He's their leading um, rusher. His kid named Knight. I think he's impressive. But again, all four of them they rotate back there. Are good looking players. Quarterback, first time starter this year is McKay, and he's uh, accurate. He's a really big kid. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities to the kid we just played. Honestly, um, you know. Good athlete, he's got a strong arm, can make the throws. Um, he's done a nice job leading them. I think he threw for 300-plus yards in his first career start, so that's that's impressive. Uh, their O-line has depth. They're, they've been w- really well coached um, by the current coach and by the guy that was O-line coach there previously. And then there are big tight ends, and they, use them, and they do a nice job of getting them involved vertically in the pass game and in the receiver's quality group. Okay, uh, defensively, uh, they haven't given up a touchdown all year. I think they're one of two teams, maybe them in Wisconsin, that haven't given up a touchdown. Um, they've changed schematically. They, for a long time, uh, Coach Huxtable there, the defense coordinator, been a four-down front team. They've changed. They're a three-down front team now. Um, they're very good on the D-line. Two guys that really stick out are the Murchison kid and then Smith-Williams. And Smith-Williams is, you know, he's they've had a great run, a defensive lineman there. And – and going into the season, and they've really promoted him as being kind of their next guy, and I can see that. He's, uh, he's a really good player. Both those guys are high-end defensive linemen. Um, they've done a really good job through two games, creating pressure, creating negative plays. Um, they've allowed 49 rushing yards in two games, 49 rushing yards. So they run well at linebacker, and I think their secondary has been active. Um, a lot of cover three, and they come down and trigger really hard. So um, great challenge for us kind of wrapping this up great challenge for us looking forward to it looking forward to getting our team back you know I think it's one of the one of the challenges in coaching is bouncing back from when things don't go your way and that's what that's where we're at uh it's our um hall of fame weekend you know and some some people that are getting inducted with with football ties uh Steve Dunlap uh great player here um I probably didn't realize he was as good a player I known him as a coach and really respect him for what he's done as a coach. But uh, just researching over the last week or so, what kind of player he was, really impressive. Um, and then John Thornton, you know, 10-plus years in the NFL, four-year starter here, Jalen's dad. Uh, and uh, so big weekend for that family. And then Meg Bulger, uh, you know, I think she she worked her first game uh, at JMU and, and one of the great uh, West Virginia uh, athletic families, you know, Think about this, third Bulger getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, that's pretty remarkable, really. So congrats to that group. And then we've got our annual Gold Rush game. So I encourage our fans, we're gold, we'll wear gold. Um, and then 12.05 kick. So just hope our fans show up early. I hope they don't get too frustrated by last week's uh, outcome. I hope they show up and they're loud. And we need, a, we need a great home field advantage taking on a quality NC State team. So with that, I'll open up to questions. You indicated yesterday you may do some uh, juggling in your lineup. You want to expound upon what you're thinking? Yeah, what we're going to do is um, we're just going to give a bunch of guys opportunities on Tuesday and Wednesday, and we're going to make those jobs competitive. Um, we've got to figure out who the best five are up front. You know, outside of Colt McKivitz, I'm not real fired up about how any of them are playing. Um, so we're going to give some other guys some opportunities. Um, uh, Bryson Mays, uh, John Hughes, uh, James Gemitter, 
uh, those guys uh, are going to get some opportunities up front. Um, at running back, we're going to go and give those other guys. I think Sinkfield, I was really – I thought he ran the ball the best of any of them that played on Saturday. And then we get Letty back, who's a physical guy. You know, that's one thing I don't have to worry about him is he is physical. And so we're going to do that. Um, we're going to let the young wide receivers have a chance. You know, and Winston Wright and Ali Jennings, they'll play for the first time uh, this week. And then on defense, and Jordan Jefferson will be a guy that's, that we're going to get more involved in what we're doing. Um, so those are some guys just right off the cuff here. What different presence do you have as an offense with Letty Brown in there as far as physicality goes? Well, I think he's a tough guy. You know, we lack, we lack some toughness right now. That's one of the things I think I talked about being disappointed with what we were on Saturday. thought we got – I think that Missouri was way more physical than us. And so, he's a tough guy. I like that about him. You know, he's, he's rusty. He hadn't, he hadn't done much football in about four weeks, okay? So, um, but he's, he's kind of looked – kind of slowly kind of been getting back to it. To, to, today will be his first full-speed practice rep, so. And, you know, when you have a game that's – kind of getting away from like it was in the fourth quarter. Yep. You had like two different experiences. I was curious how you handled them. Like Timmons and Sinkfield went in and did, I think, was probably good stuff, right? But mm -hmm. Jack comes in and has a mistake there, and they're probably both important parts of what you want to do moving forward, and they're totally different ways yeah. to handle it too. How do you yeah, play so, all 16 treat it important? Yeah, I think so. With Timmons did a really good job, which is good pickup by you. He, did, he came in and did a really good job. He uh, – and he earned himself more playing time, all right? Um, and then Sinkfield came in. And honestly, we should have got Sinkfield in the mix earlier. We have not ran the ball well enough, okay? And, and the O-line's easy to pick on. But let me tell you something. In the run game, our running backs, our tight ends, and our wide receivers have been every bit the issue as the O-line in the run game, okay? We have not blocked well. We have not ran the ball hard. We have not been physical on the edge. So that's a – that's – all involved, okay, with the run game. Um, and then with Jack right there, I wanted to get him in the game. And, and really, we ran a day one pass play, and he threw an out cut into co uh, cover two. Um, and I'm not quitting on him, but we can't do that. That's one of those deals where we're, we're clearly doing something that we're not coached to do. Uh, I love the kid. He's still, he's still getting reps. Um, but we're not going to reward people for, for the, those kind of plays. But he's still, he's still right there in the mix. You mentioned the punt game. Uh, what parts of it did you not think you're executing well, and specifically on the row rugby punt? Are you trying to? Yeah, kick we just got to get more distance. Yeah, we got to get more distance uh, on our on our rugby kicks. We've got to get more hang time um, when we're when we're directionally punting. You know, he uh, I think Josh hit two really good punts and three that got to be better. You know, and if you look at the first week, he, he hit some that he hit really well, some that he didn't, and. We've got to do a better job getting the ball and giving our cover guys because that's one thing that we're doing. The strength of our team right now is we're really covering kicks well. But you want to keep mixing it up, kind of keep. Oh yeah, we're going to keep people off balance. We're going to be a we'll be something different every week, punt wise. Neil, this week uh, you're preparing for a coordinator who recruited the bulk of your defense, knows your offense, mm -hmm. lobbied for the job you're in. Yeah. He. How do you how do you deal with a situation yeah. like that? Well, I'd say he knows our personnel. That's that's the thing. I mean, he does. He knows he knows the personnel. Um, you know, hopefully a lot of these guys improved. Um, now some of the personnel that's playing didn't necessarily he never necessarily worked with. Um, but I think Tony's a really good coach. I think he's done a good, really good job recruiting. I think that's been documented. I think he did a really solid job here. Um, and 
he does know our personnel. I'm sure this this game will be uh, uh, mean a lot to him, being a West Virginia native and coming back. Um, but once the ball snapped, I'm not sure any of the, any of it matters. To be honest with you, I think he does have some. Um, there are some uh, influence. He has some influence defensively. Um, just because they were switching to a three down front, he's at, he has experience in three down front. Um, but I think this game um, will mean something to him. But once the ball snapped, I'm not sure that it'll it'll have a great deal of effect on on either side on the player side of it. Do you see any of the stack principles in that at all with their three down front? Yeah, they have a little bit. You know, I think every three down team has some stack pr- principles depending on what formation you're in. You know, whether you're in a two by two or a three by three by one set. Um, so yeah, I think there are some principles there. I don't think that's what they primarily do. Yeah. Neil, with Taj out, you still have two defensive ends who've mm-hmm. played a good bit. But do you need a third? Who Who do you think would be the third? Yeah. So um, it's going to be a little bit of uh, kind of tryouts for that this week. Uh, we can kind of mix up our fronts and give some different looks. Um, but we feel good with what what Pooler and and Ruben have both done in there. Um, both they've been we've been playing about a third of snaps anyway. Uh, one thing we won't be able to do probably moving forward. We played several snaps against James, James Madison. A few. Uh, but several versus James Madison, Madison with two defensive ends. We probably won't be able to do that moving forward. Neil, it seemed like when you guys were able to move the ball a little bit Saturday, you were getting the ball to Sam James. What have you seen out of him maybe? Yeah, Sam James played really well for the first half. And uh, he played he played really, 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 really well. Um, he blocked well. Um, he was our best player, clearly, for the entire first half. Um, he's explosive. I thought he did a good job getting getting receiver or getting the DB's hands off of him, which is something we've emphasized. Um, and so I think he'll continue to grow, you know. And I was pleased he didn't play as well against James Madison. Came back in the first half of the game and played really well. How does um, NC State defensively uh, compare to Missouri personnel wise? Is there any similarities there? In terms um, of- Missouri kind of dabbled. They kind of bounced back and forth, three down to four down. Um, I think defensive line-wise, you know, I think I hit on this a little bit at the beginning, is both both schools have have really done a good job of recruiting and developing defensive line. And if you look across the board, people that play good defensively, I mean, that's what it is, man. As you got to be, you got to have difference makers on the defensive line. Um, Missouri had the Elliott kid that completely dominated the line of scrimmage on Saturday. Um, they've got two. And their nose, the nose that NC State plays is capable of, 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 of being dominant at times as well. Um, so if you look at it, I think both of them have really good personnel. You know, the schematics of it are different, so it's kind of hard to – it's kind of – it's not apples to apples. You mentioned after the game, you, you said you expect uh, a lot of uh, press man coverage, load the box. Mm-hmm. You still expect that this weekend? You know, it's um, – the press man stuff, it's more just it's, – it's not necessarily all press man. It's just one-on-one. Yeah, they're going to play – people are going to put us in one-on-one situations until we win. I mean, it's, it's, this, this coaching stuff sometimes not rocket scientists. You know what I mean? And until we win some one-on-ones, you know, it, it's going to be hard. And I mean that in the run game probably more so in the pass game because we've won our fair share in the pass game. TJ didn't get targeted till late in the first half there. Were they – T.J. Simmons, yeah, yeah, he he just got play better, you know. He got play faster, got blocked better. He got play better. Got to get open. You know, uh, when you lose a game like that, yeah, you know, when you, when you get mm-hmm. beat really badly, 
you, you got to walk a fine line, I guess, between them thinking it's the end of the world and also knowing that it isn't the end of the world. You know, that there's other, there's a whole season left mm-hmm. of life. How do you handle that? How do you, how do you approach it? No, I think people want truth. Yeah, so we do, we deal with we try to deal with complete honesty here. Um, we had we had meetings all day yesterday where we basically you show them the video, man. The, the the you can't lie to them; they see it on the video. So you you confront it with brutal honesty. You, you present a plan about how we're going to get better. And that's it, you know. And it, and it's over today. You know, we flipped the page yesterday, five o'clock or four twenty-five or something like that, and we started our NC State. And you move on, and you and you try to. Try to work on the things that you know you're going to continue to see until you improve on, and you got to, you know, well, well, here's I'll tell you, here's the non-negotiables. We're going to play hard, which I thought we did an okay job of that. Um, we're going to do what we're coached to do, which I didn't think we did a very good job of that. Um, we're going to be a tough, tougher football team, which I thought we did a very poor job of that. And we're going to be invested in what we're doing, which I think we've been average at that. And so those are the things that we're really focusing on. We're going to get prepared to play NC State, but. The focal point for me is those four items I just talked about. Neil, physical and playing tougher, that's twice you mentioned that after games now and before the following game. Can yep. You spin the hands on the clock any faster on that? or is that So, just I think here's the deal. I don't think it's going to be an overnight deal. I don't think we're going to look just like like uh, like our staff and I envision us. Um, but it's something that we've got to continue to work on. You know, and, and what happens is sometimes you're playing people that – they have never played before, so they're a little hesitant. Well, you can't be hesitant in this game. You, you absolutely cannot be hesitant. And you got to go. Like, we had multiple times in the game defensively on in the game on Saturday where you got to pull the trigger and go make a play. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't – we had we had guys at the second and third levels kind of waiting back. Kelly Bryant's kind of moving around. Our running backs are out of flats. We got to go. We got to go pull the trigger and go down – get downhill and go make that play. Um, the same thing, let's say at, at, at tight end, you know, you sit there and you're whatever, whatever type of block it is, you can't sit there and, and kind of wait and be cautious, man. you got to go seek the contact. Because the, the Garrett kid from Missouri, he was seeking contact. He was defeating blocks and getting to the football. You know what I'm saying? And you can't sit there and, and kind of spin your feet, man. you got to go initiate the contact. Same with running back. You know, we had some holes there in the game. I'm not saying they're gaping holes, but there were holes in where instead of being no game runs, they should have been three and four yard plays. All right. And we're kind of, we come and we kind of come to balance where we should never be stopping. All right. We should be hitting the hole downhill um, with low pad level and we're not doing those things. So those are some examples of what I'm talking about when I talk about being physical and, and, and then the other thing, too, like I'll give you an example on offensive line and pass pro. Like our pocket is getting compressed, and and all it is is about technique. you got to get your hands inside, all right, and you got to keep your base. It's a technique issue, all right, but it's also a toughness issue and saying, hey, I'm not going to give up ground. I'm not going to give up – I'm not going to be compressed in my pass protection. You know, uh, three halves of action for Javon uh, Haskins and main targets. I know um, the blocking mm-hmm. part – well, no, we targeted him. Remember, he, he had the one he had a chance to make a play on across the middle. There, we were, we were under center. Um, he got targeted twice on Saturday. Um, so, I think, I think part of it's on us. Um, so we got to do a better job. We got to do a better job working the middle of the field. All right. Um, the first play of the game on Saturday really uh, was called to get him the ball. Um, 
And so we got to do a better job from a staff standpoint, working the middle of the field. I think um, that's something that we've denoted. Um, second thing is, is it, we got to we got to get open. You know what I mean? But he was targeted twice on Saturday. Um, you know, he had a chance to make a play on the one. Uh, the other one, he didn't. Did you get a good explanation on uh, Hakeem breaking? Which yeah, if he hit the back, could have been a pick six. I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not allowed. I guess I got a response from Greg. I, I'm. I don't. Kelly, I don't, I'm not allowed to talk about Emma. Yeah, correct. So you can take that for what it's worth. Missed tackles is that that seeking contact thing or something they were doing or? Well, Kelly Bryant just broke. He just <laughs> he looked like uh, he he looked like he he was uh, he was back in the backfield and and he was a big kid at the playground. Like you know what I mean when you play uh, the oldest kids always the quarterback and it's a. Uh, and the little kids come and try to get them. It reminded me like when we play a Mountaineer ball out here at our football camp and the coaches and stuff play quarterback and all the little kids are running around trying to get the big kid down. That's what it looked like in the game on Saturday. And he was just kind of like swiping away and he'd keep running. Um, so, but the missed tackle, some of them were just technique. We're getting in really bad body position. So we'll go back to work on that. We didn't have that issue game one. That's usually an issue you see in game one, not game two. So we'll go, we'll go back to work and we'll work a lot of tackling today and tomorrow. Neil, if, you, um, if we see, like, starting lineups on Saturday that have changes, like mm -hmm. a handful, is that good or bad? Well, it depends how you look at it, okay? And so I, I do foresee there being some change-ups in the lineup. Um, and the best way I can tell you is if you continue to put stuff that's on video that's not good enough, then the changes have to be made, all right? And so that's probably the best – conclusion you can make on that is if there's changes that means that those guys didn't put in good enough quality on on tape or and or they've been beaten out okay thanks coach all right thank y'all appreciate y'all being here that was west virginia coach neil brown thanks for listening